showtime. to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week has been making incredible music for decades. He's released more than 20 albums, charted 20 singles, including multiple number one and top five hits on the country charts. And best of all, he's one of my own personal favorite singers and performers of all time. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, John Berry. John, welcome to the show. Well, it's good to be with you guys. I appreciate the invitation. Well, we are so glad that you took us up on it. And we've got a lot of ground, a lot of things we want to talk with you about, John. But if you don't mind, I'd like to turn the clock back just a little bit um, to what I personally believe may be the best vocal performance I've ever seen. And it was, I believe, 1995, CMA Awards. Vince Gill introduces you. You were up for two awards that year, Horizon Award and Best Male Vocalist. And you came out, it was you, your guitar, I remember a bench on the stage. And you went into If I Had Any Pride Left at All. And when the song was over, I remember watching at home on TV, the entire audience rose up. I rose up. <laughs> and I think everybody watching rose up. And what I couldn't help but wonder was, you had put in so much work and so much time leading up to that night. And I was wondering, John, what was it like after all you did to get there to receive that reception that you got there from the audience and the accolades there from the CMA? What was that like for you after all the work you put in? It was crazy. Um, it was it was a it was a crazy night. And uh, to have that little moment, you know, uh, I mean. And that that moment in time will always be in my mind one of the highlights of my career it, it was an incredible night and it was one of those when i think back on my career that is a highlight moment that is one of the top highlight moments uh, of, of of all the years i've been doing this it was pretty amazing yeah john i have to tell you I, as i said one of the most amazing performances i've ever seen and there were literally moments in between the short breaks, in between notes, where I swear you could hear a pin drop at that venue. So I just, again, I, I was so um, happy to have you on the show and just, just to hear you say that about that, because as someone who's from Philadelphia, not exactly a, you know, hotbed of country music, but there are a lot of country music fans in Philly. Oh, yeah. That, that's when I knew. I, I love, I absolutely love this music. So, so thank you for saying that. And, and, and again, I just, um, I'll never forget it either for what it's worth. Well, you know, it was really, it was kind of crazy because when they, they invited me to sing on the show, of course, I was like, how cool is this going to be? I get to sing on the CMA Awards. I get to sing with the big band, the backup vocalists, all that stuff. And they said, oh, oh, no, no, no. Just bring your guitar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. An inspirational moment with John Barry. <laughs> so, you know. At least and, they gave but, you a bench. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and an old pickup truck. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's right, the background. Yeah. But it's one of those things that you, after a while, you have to embrace who you are. And if I'm the inspirational moment, I, I'll take that. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, when when people have the party, they don't they don't call John Barry to play the party. It's just not. It's not me. It's not what I. And people don't get that vibe from me. You know, uh, that, that's not what. But when they need an inspiration, well, that's that's pretty darn cool. You know. Well, you've segued right into the next question quite naturally. First of all. Being an inspiration is an amazing accomplishment and something most people would prefer to be. So congratulations on that. And you have a, overcome so much adversity in your life, John, from a motorcycle accident in the 80s to um, brain surgery and vocal cord surgery in the 90s. And then finally, recently, you had throat cancer. Where do you draw your strength and your inspiration from to bounce back from those things? And what are the positives that you take away? Well, my faith in Christ is, is, the, is the basis of my existence. I'm here to glorify God and, and nothing else. Everything else is just stuff. And, uh, you know, the, um, I, I did, I, I did, like you said, I got hit by a car riding a motorcycle. Um, I actually, uh, earlier that same year in 1981, I was about 20 years old and my mom, I lost my mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a very young 20 year old. And then, and, and then I had uh, vocal cord surgery in the nineties. I had uh, the motorcycle wreck, both broke both my legs and my hip. And then I had the, the uh, brain surgery in 90, uh, 94, vocal cord surgery in 97. And um, I'm like, man, this, and then uh, about 10 years later, I had a motorcycle, a horseback riding accident, and broke my shoulder and my hand. And, and uh, yeah, that was a scary one. And, um, and then, you know, I, I kept saying, well, wow, more my twenties, my thirties and forties, my fifties, they've been awesome. Looking forward to my sixties. <laughs> cancer. <laughs> oh. So, and I had throat cancer and, and, you know, I, my, my first response was, are you, are you kidding? God, are, 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 are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, my, I spent my whole life singing. I mean, my first album, which y'all have never heard, thank God, I came out in 1979. Um, I did six albums before I ever signed with Capitol. I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've done about 35 albums actually over the years. All of a sudden, I got throat cancer. I'm just like, no, that, that, that's <laughs> this is what is the bad TV movie? What is this? You know, and that night we were, my wife and I were in bed. And we were talking about the events of the day, and I told her, I said, you know, the motorcycle wreck, the loss of my mom, the, the vocal cord surgery. I, I, I said, I. I I, I, I keep thinking that God's just trying to get my attention. And she said, please listen this time. <laughs> she said, please listen. We don't need any more drama. <laughs> just listen. 
open your heart to what the Holy Spirit's trying to talk to you about and, and to draw you to. And, and um, because we just need to, you know, we just need to level out here and not have so much drama in our lives. And, and it's true because, you know, circumstances in our life, whatever, whatever the circumstances are, an issue with a child, the health of a child, the loss of a child, uh, the loss of a job, um, your house burns down. Wh whatever things happen in your life can impact, they're going to impact you one way or the other for good or for bad. They're good, it's gonna, for the bad, it's going to build bitterness in your heart. It's going it's, it's to do all sorts of things to you spiritually and, and, and tear down any relationship you may have had with God or with Christ and, and, or, 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 not let you have that peace that is available through Christ. Or you can count all things as joy, whatever it is, you know, because whatever comes into my life, nothing comes into my life without God saying, okay, he signs off on all that. So if God signed off on it, I'm good with it. And I'll deal with it. I'll face it. And, but the cool thing is I don't have to face it alone. So, Another reason why you're an inspiration, John. And one thing that I really wanted to just make sure we touch on is the fact that despite all these things that have happened over the years, you've done a lot for others. You've given your time, you've given music. And one of the, the big things, not all that long ago, was a song and a video, John Barry and friends all come together to help uh, benefit the victims of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma. And what we'd like to do is take a quick look at the video and then come back and ask you how that all came together. The rain keeps it coming and the flood waters up to the rafters. And they're standing on the rooftops praying Something that floats
what an amazing song and truly an amazing video. And, and John, I really do have to ask, how did that all come together? Well, I wrote that song. I had, I had a songwriting appointment with Chuck Jones. And of course, Chuck wrote Your Love Amazes Me and You and Only You and uh, all these great songs that I got to record over the years. And he and I had written a few songs together as well. Uh, my first single, She's Got a Mind of Her Own and some other things. And, and uh, so what, whatever the particular day was, um, I get over to Chuck's house and the storm had hit the night before in the Houston coast. And, and, and everybody, it, it was a bad storm, but everybody's like, eh, it's okay. You know, no, not, it's not huge. It's not huge. But then as we're, we're, we're writing, my wife calls, she said, y'all need to turn the, the TV on. She said, the waters in Houston are not receding. It's all rising. It's going crazy. And we turn the, we, we turn the TV on and watch the news and it's, it is, it's just nuts. And so we wrote that song together and the very first line is, uh, is uh, the rain keeps coming and flow waters up to the rafters, you know, and, and it, just, it just went nuts. And um, before the day was out, Robin, had, I had sent her a little work tape of it as we were working on it and she's flipping. She calls my manager, Brian, and says, you need, we need to cut a video of this and do something with this. This could help some folks. This is, this thing is just right on. And by the end of the day, but, but by the time I got home that evening, there was a session set up for, this was on a, a Monday session was set up for Wednesday. And which was crazy, you know, to get a studio available. And, and then we just had all these friends that Brian touched, put some feelers out, see who might be available. And Keb Moe and John, John Oates and, uh, you know, some guys from Restless Heart and all these folks that, that they wanted to come and be a part of that. And then my wife and I, along with my bass player, we got in touch with Franklin Graham's folks with Samaritan's Purse. And because I knew they were going to be out there. They're, they're a wonderful organization and they jump on board to help whenever they can. And uh, so we drove the bus out to Houston and uh, spent there a couple of days there helping them clean up. And that was astonishing to see what six feet of water will do to your home. Mm. It was astonishing. The storm has no respecter of persons. Poor neighborhoods, wealthy neighborhoods, didn't matter. Man, it was all about it. But we were in these neighborhoods, this nice wealthy neighborhood, houses in that $350,000, price range. And what they would tell us as they go in, they say, go into the house, there's a line on the wall. Anything below that line goes to the street. It's thrown out. And it was astonishing to see the damage that that water would do coming through. And uh, it, it, was, it was crazy, just crazy. It was just, it was such an honor to be there and to help these people who otherwise, I don't know what, you know, we went to help this one family and they lived in a one story house that was built on the ground slab. So the whole downstairs was flooded. They didn't have any family local. So they were sleeping in sleeping bags on top of plywood in the attic. Cause they couldn't stay downstairs because of the mildew was already starting to come up and it was, it was already getting to be a mess, you know? So that's the, that's the, the driest, 
cleanest place to be was up in the attic with mattresses on top of plywood. Yeah. You, you've never seen such devastation that a, a go, just just think about driving through a neighborhood near you of, of, of $400,000 houses and you're driving down the street and everybody's yard from this asphalt back about eight feet is trash piled up so high you can't see the houses. That's, That's incredible, John. And, and the fact that you're out in the middle of it with no regard for yourself and, and you just, you and, and your friends just jumped in there and started helping. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who do that. They're like, you know what? Time to, time to get busy. And that's the thing that always impresses me and I admire the most through these, you know, tragedies and, and natural disasters that it really brings out the heart and character of people. Well, I tell you, if, 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 if a disaster ever happens to close to you or to your viewers and you're sitting there going, I don't know what to do. I want to help. I want to help. I don't know what to do. I, what can we do? You call Samaritans first because they know what to do. They've got authorization to be there. They've got authorization from the county or whoever to help. And they've got everything. It's astonishing because like we were in Houston, they have tractor trailers with equipment. And then they have a tractor trailer with showers and bathrooms. Mm. So when people like us came from out of town, like most of our crew was from all over the, all over the states, we, we could work there in the day and then we'd camp out and, and, and we camped on our bus. And, but then they had this big shower facility set up on a church parking lot. And it was awesome. It was just really terrific. So uh, it get, it's, it's an opportunity to, to help our community and with an organization who really knows how to really help them. One thing that, that really struck me as, as you were telling that story was, it really was an example of all these different ways, not just with your music, but with your actions and how you've given back and helped others. And, you know, Rosie has a saying where when you give to others, things come back to you multiplied. Oh, yeah. And with that said, John, I know that in 2019, uh, Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, and some of the biggest names in country music came together for a benefit concert for someone, and that someone was you. And after all you've done for so many over the years, what was it like for you to have these people come together for you? It was one of the most awesome nights, most humbling experiences of my life, humbling in a good way. Um, it, was, it was quite astonishing. Um, you know, we, we had so many of these wonderful friends who came, uh, Garth and Tricia were there and, and, uh, uh, like I said, Vince Gill came and, um, uh, so many artists. I, I wish I could remember a list of all the people that I had that, that were joining. I'm, I'm actually going to walk over here cause I've got a guitar signed by everybody and I got a poster wow. of all these people who came. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can see who all came. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's. Here's the the poster, and everybody signed the poster, and the guitar is behind it. I haven't. I still got to get the poster frame, but. Do you play that it. guitar, John? No, no, I don't want to mess it up. But uh, <laughs> Clint, Clint Black and uh, Chuck Jones, my songwriter friend, um, 
uh, Lorianne Crook and Charlie Chase and um, uh, Exile, all the guys from Exile, Susie Bogus. Uh, I can't At see. At least now we know who well. has good handwriting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it, when, when, whenever I sign autographs now on a guitar or for anything for that matter, I'm very specific that people can read my signature because Charlie Daniels told me one time, he said, he said, there's nothing more important to be able to be people being able to read your autograph. He said, you've got to make, cause, cause he said, it's just one of the biggest publicity things you can do. So, Oh, Travis Tritt, Travis signed it. Hmm. Um, you know, and then, uh, the, the, down the, down the street, Doobie brothers were rehearsing for their tour and they sent me a guitar that they all signed. Wow. So, so that was, it's really yeah. nice of them to do that. So, wow. yeah, it, it was, it was, it was just an incredible, incredible night. And, uh, I mean, Trace Atkins, um, gosh, so, so many people. It was just, it was, it was just over, overwhelming. T. Graham Brown, his wife, Sheila, just wonderful people, wonderful friends who uh, just went out of their way to uh, come love on us and let us know that, that we weren't facing this by ourselves. And it was really quite generous of everyone. That's so beautiful, John. And it, it really is a testament to you reap what you sow and you've, sown some really beautiful seeds in your life to bring all that back to you. Thank you. You know, we have to bring up your wife, Robin, because she's been there with you on a lot of this journey. And she seems to be quite a shining light in your life. You've been married for many years, right? And, and you sing together. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be 33, 33rd, 33rd anniversary this coming summer. And, um, but yeah, she's, she's been singing with me since uh, probably about 25 or 26, about 26, 27 years of our time together. Is that uh, how you met? No, uh, she, we met at a little club in Athens, Georgia. She, uh, I was playing there with my, my bass player, Michael. Oh, she just walked in. Hey, baby. Hey. And um, <laughs> uh, she and her, her some friends, uh, she and a, a girlfriend of hers came in on dates with a couple of fellas. And they sat at the table right in front of me. And I was a really good entertainer. I knew exactly what songs to play to bore those two boys to death. <laughs> so they would go to the back and play pool. And when they did, we took a break. And I sat down next to Robin and I said, when are we getting married? <gasps> and it was like, you're talking to the hand. Because I mean, think about it. You know, she's a college girl. She's uh 20 years old i'm 26 i'm an old man 20 year old 26 year old that's old guy you know but and I'm, I'm sort of an old guy anyway i've always been kind of an old guy but um it took me two years to get a date so but john was that legitimately was that a genuine question or was that your line at the time I don't know. Fess up. Fess That's up. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> so all you guys, you single guys out there, don't use that. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's just like the stupidest thing ever. It took two years, but it, it, it definitely was worth it. It worked. It yeah. I, I think I scared her initially. But then the more she got to, you know, um, I didn't see too much of her. I see her around town some, uh, you know, some, but but I lived out of town. Um, I lived out in the country, about 18 miles from town. 
in a storage shed, literally. And a lot, most college girls aren't interested in dating guys that live in storage sheds. Matter of fact, they're more scared of them than anything else. So, so it took a while. She's back. She came back up. Say, hey, she, she looks like she looks like Chloe. Oh wow! Hi. Hi. Hi, Robin. Hi. It was. We love the story about how you guys met and how he proposed before he even knew your name. <laughs> exactly. It's a little corny, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I said, was that a line or was that the, the genuine? But you ended up married, so there was something to it. Yeah. There is. Yeah, this will be our 33rd anniversary. 33 years. That's hard to believe. <laughs> well, we understand that you, you are now doing a podcast together. Talk to us about that. We are. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we have a friend, John St. Augustine, who's uh, been in radio for many, many years and with the Oprah Network. And he's got a podcast that's very successful. And John and I got to know each other because he was dear friends with John Denver. Mm. And, and he had seen me on the Oprah show. And then he, um, and he wanted to have me come and be a part of his radio tribute show uh, on the 10th anniversary or the 15th anniversary of John Denver's passing. And uh, so I got to do that. And so we've just got to be friends. And he came to visit. We were working on uh, some ideas for maybe a book and um, and he was going to help me with that and he, he after visiting with me and Robin and sitting at the kitchen table and he said you guys are funny y'all should do a podcast together and we're like are you nuts we didn't, I didn't know what a podcast was she listened to podcasts a lot I do I and um, but anybody who's followed John's career knows I'm the backup singer I don't talk a lot you know in person I talk a lot <laughs> on stage and stuff I'm just the backup singer and his wife and and so to me it was like oh I'm not quite so sure about this but uh, John bought me a microphone and and a chair and he said let's talk and so we recorded two episodes of just me and John and um I said baby um, I love you, but um, I have nothing else to say to you. <laughs> we need some guests. So um, we started um, inviting some people, not, not just people um, that are in the music business with us, our friends, but people outside of the music business. Um, we wanted it to be um, a place that people could talk about how their faith, their family, and their friends have influenced not only their life, but their career. And uh, it's really been great. Yeah. It really has been, been awesome. Great. It's been awesome to see, let, to see how open people will talk about how those three things are the most important things to them. And it seems to be that it seems very universal that those three things are about the most important things in folks' lives. And, and folks have just been very open about talking about all three of them. And, yeah. and uh, it's been pretty awesome. We've had some great conversations. Uh, this past week, Billy Dean was our, our, our guest. We were fortunate enough on July 1st to have a conversation with Charlie Daniels, of course, not knowing that a few days later he would pass away. And we'd known Charlie for a long time. And it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Yeah. And tell me. I, I mean, who would have ever figured that in the first 18 minutes of the conversation, he actually mentions being in heaven three times. It's yeah. amazing. 
but we've had Scott Hamilton and what a story Scott has. Amazing. And uh, Megan Alexander from Inside Edition. Mm. And um, we've had um, the folks, um, the Hartleys, who the movie Beautifully Broken um, Mm. is about, where John sang the the track on it. Um, Marty. Marty Raven. Marty Raven. I mean, we've just had a whole host of guests. Shenandoah. I'm very excited. We've got um, Dwayne Allen. Allen and his wife, Nora Lee, which I think is very interesting because they're both in the business, but they don't do the business together. So and, uh, it's very uh, fascinating. Some of your viewers may not. Well, they'll say Dwayne Allen, Oak Ridge Boys. Yes. And uh, he's been Oak Ridge Boy for a long, long time. And his wife has been a a backup singer at the Grand Ole Opry for all these years, and and uh, they've got a wonderful story, and uh, it's yeah. pretty awesome. You know, if you ever want to talk to some other talk show host, you know, Bill and I are here. Just let That's you know. Awesome. <laughs> we we should do that. We you know we had um, just just recently we had well, of course we had Megan Alexander, but then we had Bill Cody from WSM six fifty AM in Nashville, and uh, it's very intimidating. Um, talking with people who actually interview people for a living. Us interviewing them and having a conversation with us. Us driving the conversation with people who do it every single day. It's like, how amateur are we going to come across? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. I think it's just like you said, it's just a conversation. Yes. I think the the greatest thing about this is, um, letting people tell their story. And um, John is, he's a great listener. And I think that's part of what makes us work, but it's part of what's made the podcast work is, is um, just being able to listen to people tell their story and then to just kind of insert a really important, significant question um, that they can go on and elaborate about. It's been fun. Before we go today, talk to us about Beautifully Broken. Bill and I have both watched that, that, vi- that you know, the music video of it. First of all, your voice sounds amazing, John. And by the way, both of you singing together is fantastic. You're, you're uh, both just tremendous talents. But it, it was very touching. What inspired that song? Well, um, the young lady who wrote it, lives actually here in Gallatin, Tennessee, where we live, though I had never, never met her prior to getting this song from Chuck Howard. Uh, Chuck Howard, who produced all my early records in recent years, has been producing faith-based films and just doing a beautiful job with these films. And he's been wanting me to be a part of one of them. And he called me up and he said, hey, check your email. I, I sent you a rough cut of this movie called Beautifully Broken, and when I get back home tomorrow, I'm going to send you the song. But just take a look at the film and see if you you would like to be a part of this. So I don't know if you've ever seen a rough cut film or not, but it's, you know, they've got the the timer going, and the, and the edits are a little not too finished, not too polished, and there's no music at all. There's no music bed, there's no background music or anything. It's a little dry. And I watched this film, Robin's in the other room watching something on television. I got the laptop and I'm watching this uh, this rough cut. And about an hour and a half later, I come walking out and I got tears running down my face. She goes, what's wrong, what's wrong? And all I can do is point to the screen. And she says, really? I said, yeah. She said, you need to call Chuck right now and talk to him. And I called Chuck, I said, listen, 
You've produced the biggest hits I've ever had. If you think I can sing this song, I'm in. I don't need to hear it. I'll do it. And then the next day I heard the song and it was like, wow, wow, what a song. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Really, really nice. It, it is. And to me, you're right. John's voice on it is unbelievable. I think it's so suiting to um, his style of singing. It's uh, that big kind of ballad that's a little up tempo kind of power ballad and I, I think it's it's really powerful really yeah. is i have to tell you that um i i think the combination of your voice and the fact that it is an inspiring power ballad with the clips that are shown it's it really is just just an amazing amazing combination and i've i've shared the link to that video I think with everyone that I know over the last couple of months, I said, here, you've got to check this out and then, you know, check the movie out and everything too, because it's, uh, you know, it was, it was a great marriage, I think, between the clips and your voice. They really just came together. Well, if you ever get a chance to see the film, please do. It is a wonderful, wonderful film, a true story. It takes place in the mid 90s. And there's during the genocide in yeah. Rwanda and, and uh, these three families, how their lives kind of intertwined together. But was what was really cool about that is um, when we found out that um, John's track was going to be in the movie, um, we got a phone call and had the opportunity to go to Rwanda to on a mission trip with a church from Texas, of all things. And so John and I picked up and um, we went to um, to Africa, where this movie is based out of, Kigali, and we spent two weeks there. And we got to go to the museum um, where where the genocide um, museum is we there learned, in we, Rwanda. We learn more it, about it. It was just really incredible. Yeah. And then we got home, and the next week the movie came out. So it was very special. Yeah. So pretty awesome. John, I, I want to tell you before we wrap up, you know, that it's not every day that I get to interview someone who I feel, and I've described you in the past as the best male voice on the planet. Oh. <laughs> so, and I still believe that, and I think Beautifully Broken shows that you still are uh, for, for what that's worth. And then having the bonus of getting to meet Robin too, it just doesn't get any better. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get no. better than that. It doesn't. Yeah, so. it's, it's very rare he lets me do any interviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are such a great couple, and you play off of each other really well, so I'm sure your podcast is going to be a tremendous success, and we want to just thank you both so much for, for coming on the show, for sharing your story, for sharing your beautiful voices. Uh, yes, Beautifully Broken touched me. It choked me up, and uh, we are looking for more from both of you in the future so thank you so much thank you thank all you thank so you for much. letting us thanks be for on letting me join you yeah, <laughs> thanks for letting us be on the show with you it's awesome our pleasure and folks tune in next week thank you